0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. In our previous episode, we looked at Matthew chapter 2 and Saul, uh, where Herod was furious because he thought the Magi had mocked him in not coming back and telling him where the child was to where he could go and worship the child, right? <laughs> yeah, sure, that's exactly what he wanted to do. So he decided to kill every male child in the Bethlehem and vicinity, in that whole region, two years of age and under. And then verse 18 of Matthew 2 said this. It's a quote from Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and she refused to be comforted because they were no more. That's a quote from Jeremiah 31:15. Let me read that for us. It says this: Thus says the Lord. So you notice it starts off with thus, sort of a, a term of conclusion about something or something's happening here. Thus says the Lord. A voice is heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel is weeping for her children. She refuses to be comforted for her children because they are no more. And that's Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 15. What I want to do today is go back to verse 1 and read these first 14 verses. Hopefully get through it today. The whole thing, it talks about how the Lord is going to turn the mourning Of his people in the joy. Listen to this, verse 1. At that time declares the Lord, notice this, at that time, always pay attention to that kind of phraseology. At that time declares the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they shall be my people. Mm -hmm. Now, that right there is interesting from the get go because that hasn't occurred yet. Because even now, he isn't the God of all the families of Israel. And they are not all his people. So that tells me right there with that one verse, what he's talking about is yet future. Verse 2, Thus says the Lord, The people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness, Israel, when it went to find its rest. The Lord appeared to him from afar and said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have drawn you with loving kindness. Again, I will build you, and you will be rebuilt, O virgin of Israel. Again, you will take up your tambourines and go forth to the dances of the merrymakers. Again, you will plant vineyards on the hills of Samaria. The planters will plant and will enjoy them. For there will be a day when watchmen on the hills of Ephraim call out, Arise and let us go up to Zion, to the Lord our God. For thus says the Lord Sing aloud with gladness for Jacob, and shout among the chief of the nations. Proclaim, give praise, and say, O Lord, save your people, the remnant of Israel. Behold, I am bringing them from the north country, and I will gather them from the remote parts of the earth. Among them the blind and the lame, the woman with child. And she who is in labor with child together, a great company, they will return here. With weeping they will come, and by supplication I will lead them. I will make them walk by streams of waters on a straight path to which they will not stumble. For I am a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations, and declare in the coastlands afar off, And say, He who scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd keeps his flock. For the Lord has ransomed Jacob and redeemed him from the hand of him who was stronger than he. They will come and shout for joy on the height of Zion, and they will be radiant over the bounty of the Lord, over the grain and the new wine and the oil, and over the young of the flock and the herd. And their life will be like a watered garden, and they will never languish again. Then the virgin will rejoice in the dance, and the young men and the old together, for I will return their mourning into joy, and will comfort them, and give them joy for their sorrow. I will fill the soul of the priest with abundance, and my people will be satisfied with my goodness declares the Lord. Now verse 15, thus says the Lord, a voice is heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel is weeping for her children and she refuses to be comforted for her children because they are no more. So just a couple of comments here. Just the various phrases that we've seen right here where they'll never languish again, that they will go to worship the Lord, not go to the temple to worship, but they're going to go worship the Lord. All these things point to a time and to things that have yet to occur with Israel, with the Jewish people. So he's speaking about this. And this is Jeremiah prophesying this before they're hauled off in the Babylonian captivity. So they are hauled off in the Babylonian captivity, spend 70 years there. Jerusalem's destroyed, et cetera, et cetera. They come back. And then all the stuff that's happening in the last 2,500 years to the Jewish people. But I find it very interesting how the Spirit led Matthew to understand that verse 15, the lamentation in Ramah, is about what happened when Messiah came. Because the coming of Messiah is the beginning of the fulfillment of this prophecy here in Jeremiah 31. It's the beginning of that. It's not the complete fulfillment of it. Let me read you a couple more verses. We'll be done. Verse 16, thus says the Lord, Restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work will be rewarded, declares the Lord, and they will return from the land of the enemy. There is hope for your future, declares the Lord, and your children will return to their own territory. I have surely heard Ephraim grieving. You had chastised me, and I was chastised like an untrained calf. Bring me back that I may be restored, for you are the Lord my God. For after I turned my back, I repented. And after I was instructed, I I smote on my thigh, and I was ashamed and also humiliated, because I bore the reproach of my youth. And then the Lord continues uh, for several more verses right here, speaking of what he is going to do for Israel. Right now they're confessing, right? So let me just see if I can... Well, I'll tell you what, I better start right here. Stop right here. There's no way I get to the end of it. The great thing is he goes on for 10 more verses right here and uh, talking about how they'd sin. But then when you get down to verse 31, I'll tell you what, we'll look at this tomorrow too. Down at verse 31 is where the Lord declares the great covenant that he's going to make with his people. And these are all various verses that we've seen here and there, but perhaps we haven't seen them in the totality of their context. Remember verse 3 up here, Jeremiah 31.3, I have loved you with an everlasting love, therefore I've drawn you with loving kindness. People know that verse, but do they know the context of it? Do they know that it was spoken through the prophet prior to the time of the southern kingdom being taken off into captivity? Do they know it's within the context of describing the great and wondrous things that the Lord has for His people in days yet to come, but some stuff has to happen. Part of that was to come of Messiah, and verse 15 prophesied the evil that was going to occur and the weeping that was going to occur because some children were going to be killed. By Herod. Matthew gives us that understanding. There's so many things like this to be understood and to be gleaned. The New Testament gives us the interpretation. If we just take a moment, go read it and pay some attention. Say, so, hey, well, we'll see if we can finish out the balance of this the next time because I find this interesting. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you then.